rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. Today's process is this. Your commerce consciousness traps you in the understory. Sit back, relax, let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. If you work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are trapped in the understory against your will, and those of you who are trapped in the understory on paper, on purpose, Wade Skalski here, the understory lawyer, coming to you from the garage bunker, still doing pandemic podcasting, but I think in the month of September, we may be able to go back to the office. So uh, people I know are going back to the office. I could have gone back to the office earlier. However, um, I was going to just stay here to help Kristen, who is my wife, uh, with the kids as long as possible until Maddie starts school, which is next week. So we are very excited about that. We got meet the meet the parent or meet the teacher on Wednesday, and then on um, Thursday and Friday we're volunteering to help kind of get the school in ship shape, and then uh, everything starts for Madeline, and then she'll be doing school, jazz, soccer shots, and I will be doing nap, school. Soccer shots. No, I'll just be doing a lot of working from my office. So that'll be awesome. So you won't hear blind. Oh, Lily's doing her objection. You won't hear Lily snoring in the background. But all right. So here we go. So there's a movie called The Princess Bride. If you have never heard of it, that means you're very young and you should go watch it because it is a classic and it is very good. It is uh, from a different time, a more lighthearted time, a time of, of innocence, if you will, compared to our time now, which is a time of turmoil and chaos. So it is a good respite, if you will, from... Uh, from these times. And there's a scene in the movie where uh, Wesley has uh, Princess Buttercup and they have just gone through the fire. They're in the fire swamp because they're running from this group of, of uh, guys who are chasing them. And they're in the fire swamp and they've overcome all these things like uh, there's part of the ground shoots flames in the air and they go, oh, okay, cool. We know how to avoid that. And then um, they, there's this quicksand that they know what looks like, lightning sand. And so Princess Buttercup goes, but what about the ROUSs? And he goes, rodents of unusual size? I don't think they exist. And then there's like a pregnant pause. And then a giant, obviously fake puppet rodent goes on him and gnaws him on the neck. There's a fight. I'm going to spoil it for you. He wins. But (laughs) in any event, um, sorry, I had to actually pause it there. There was a weird call. And I get these weird calls and I have to make sure it's not a court being like, hey, uh, or we have one of your clients that you don't know about, or uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles in California will call me on occasion, and uh, I'll be like, hello? And anyways, uh, for my clients. So anyways, okay, so that one's for free. Not really part of the podcast, but uh, the history of Wade's Morning by Wade Skalski. So he wins a fight with the ROUSs. Well, how does that apply to you? Well, right now you're sitting there, and you have, you're an entrepreneur. You've declared yourself that, or you're thinking about it. So let's say you're in a nine-to-five, you're trapped in your nine to five and you want to start a business, a side hustle, you're, you're, you're commoditized by the gig economy or um, you have actually a business that you've built as an entrepreneur and you feel trapped by it. 
Okay. But what if you don't feel trapped by it? What if, what if you're sitting there and you're saying to yourself, self, uh, I have a plan. I'm going to get out of my plan and, uh, it's going to work famously. And I would have you consider the possibility that you've probably had a plan for a while. If you're a creative person and you're an entrepreneur, your mind's thinking about ways for you to change your life. And a very significant way that you can change your life is decide that you're going to start a business. And a business, a business has unlimited possibilities. It has so many ways that it can change your life, but not all of them are necessarily good. So you're starting yourself on this path. And even if you're making some money, even if you've got a team of people, even if you feel like you're on the right path, you are actually trapped by what I call your commerce consciousness. I break down the framework into three things. There's there's connections, there's commerce, and there's creations. Okay. And right now, if we're talking about commerce and you are most likely trapped in your commerce commerce consciousness. And the reason why I know that is everyone is trapped by their commerce consciousness. In fact, everyone is trapped by their consciousness in whatever area we're talking about. If we're talking about your connections with your family, you're trapped by your connections consciousness. Why? Because there's, an, there's the old Einstein quote, which everyone talks about, which is the, con- the level of consciousness of something that created a problem cannot solve it. And you say, but wait, I don't have a problem. Everything's going swimmingly for me. Well, just like Wesley in the fire, sl- fire swamp, you don't think there's any issue. You think oh, ROUSs, they don't exist. A problem, that doesn't exist for me. I'm doing fine. And the purpose, one of the purpose, one of the purposes of life, as I would submit, is that is to grow your understanding of something, okay? And your understanding is limited by what what has been noted as the veil of familiarity. So the veil of familiarity is this idea is that like, look, if you go if you go to a new city, right? Like when we moved to Virginia Beach, I moved to Virginia Beach, and everything single thing is new when you get in a new city. How it smells, how it feels, the weather where you're going to go to go to the grocery store, where you're going to go to go to get gas. Every single thing is you do not have a map in your brain of where to go. And so you're constantly going into new places. You're constantly sort of wiring your brain to be like, oh, this is where I go for this and this is where I go for that. And everything is new. And there's a sense of elation from that if you're moving to a city on purpose. like if, Or the same thing goes when you, why you should travel. When you go to a new city in Europe or whatever, it's like, oh my God, Europe is so amazing because everything in Europe is different. Or you go to Japan, everything is different because every little thing they do, they do it slightly different than they do in the States. And they do it slightly different from where you live at home. And so you get all this feedback and all this growth from that situation. But after a while, if you were to move to Paris, you would look at Paris kind of the same way that I looked at D.C. when I lived in D.C. for three years. Is that, yeah, all the monuments are great, but you really don't go to the monuments unless someone comes to visit you. Now, I, would, I was kind of a freak and I went to like the Kennedy Center and I had season tickets and, and I would go on Tuesdays by myself with like a bunch of old ladies and they would love it that a young person actually liked the theater. Yes, the theater's not boring, Lily. Don't judge me. But other than the Kennedy Center, which I loved, um, I didn't really go to the monuments unless someone came to visit me and then I would take them to the monuments. And so that's the veil of familiarity. Well, you get the veil of familiarity in your business and the feedback that you get in your business and the moves that you're making in your business are limited by your commerce consciousness and you can't break out of your commerce consciousness by learning more commerce. Well, wait, how is that possible? Well, just think about it for a second. If you're sitting here and you want to, you want to make a pivot in your business, what you think is a pivot are things that are already known to you or, or a step away from being known to you. 
it's very difficult, if not impossible, for people to make a leap where they're like, all right, I'm going to go do something totally different than what I did before, because then you have that experience of being in a new city, but have to be a negative. Because when you don't know what you're doing or you don't know anything and everything is new for you, that takes a lot of creative capital and it's not comfortable and it's very difficult to be able to do that in your business, especially when you're responsible for the bills and you have a wife and you have kids and you're like, holy shit, uh, how am I going to pay rent this month? Right. Or how am I going to pay my mortgage? Or how am I going to buy food? Or how am I going to pay for preschool or whatever? And so to make a leap that is so far out of the universe of where you're at, which is really what change is. Change is changing your life is not making slight movements. Changing your life, you have to go into a whole new universe. But it's really difficult for you. You don't know what you don't know. And you don't, and a second step of that is, is that you don't know what you should know as the next big step. It's impossible for you to do that within the universe of commerce consciousness, just like in connections. If you and your wife are having a problem, then the, the challenge is that there is there is a coach out there or a class or a book or a movie or something that uh, will radically change your relationship for the better with your wife. Okay. It could be going to church and going into a church group for couples, right? But you're like, wait, I'm an atheist. I, this is my point exactly, is that you're not even thinking about that resource as a, as a possibility. It's like telling an atheist you got to go to a church group. They're not going to do it because it's not within the realm of their consciousness. It's just not something that they would, that they even, that their brain would even interpret as a possible option to weigh the positives and the negatives. And I would submit to you is that's what you're, that's where you are in your commerce, regardless of where you are. If you feel, if you actually feel trapped, then one of the reasons why you're trapped is you don't have the consciousness to get out. But on the flip side of that is if you think everything is great, you're like, well, yeah, wait, I'm making a bunch of money. I'm doing great. Business is doing great. I'm like, okay. But in a lot of cases, that is a ticking time bomb because if you stop growing and you stop, you stop having feeling growth, then you're going to get ants in your pants. And what do men do when they get ants in their pants? When they get antsy, they do stupid shit to mix it up and they do a grand gesture and you blow up your business or you're going to go on a, you're going to go on some like meditative retreat by yourself for a year and your business is going to fall apart. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to do my business totally virtual, but I'm um, like, you're a massage therapist. That's impossible, right? Well, I'm going to create a robot that's going to be able to do it. Like, okay. Yeah. So have fun down that rabbit hole. And the key then is, well, then what do you do, right? Are you totally fucked forever? And the answer to that is no. There is a method to not be trapped in the understory because that's what it is. When you get comfortable and everything's kind of working well and you're just incrementally moving within each area, like your your marriage kind of stays the same for a while, otherwise known as a rut. Your business kind of stays the same for a while, otherwise known as a rut. Your creations, whatever they are, like, you know, you it's a hobby or a passion or an actual art project or whatever. You kind of keep doing the same thing, otherwise known as a rut. Then as a man, you're going to fuck it up. It's just, a matter, it's just a matter of time. It'll, it'll, it'll stop feeding you and it will just kind of fade away. So you'll stop doing the things that you really used to enjoy doing. Um, you'll kind of become roommates with your wife and your business will kind of go on autopilot and you'll kind of every year make a little bit of money about the same money and you'll just be stuck. Or you'll blow it up. You'll do something crazy. You'll go buy a sports car, have an affair, you'll do something fucking crazy. Because that's what men do is when they get ants in their pants and they don't feel like there is something to conquer, then they act out. Not all men, but it's a danger. And there's a very simple solution for it. And 
you are either in the understory against your will, meaning you're trapped in a nine to five, you're trapped being commoditized by the gig economy, or you're trapped in a business that you created and you know you're trapped. And so that's why you're in the understory because you don't know which direction to go to begin become untrapped. And because you've been trying for a long time and you can't fucking break out of the prison that you're in, or you're trapped by the calm, warm blanket of okay. And that's also the understory. See, the thing is, is that you'll be walking along on a path in the forest, in the understory, and everything looks great. There's no issues. And then all of a sudden, you take one step and you're in quicksand. And you're like, oh, shit. And But everything looks great. Everything all around you looks perfectly normal. And there's this little patch of quicksand. Like, the forest and the understory of a forest can kill you just like the ocean can. It can kill you just like just like a swamp looks like it can kill you. It can kill you just like the desert can. But a forest that's like all beautiful and peaceful and oh, I'm walking through the forest, the understory part of it, it's just as, it can be just as deadly. It's just that the the threats are unseen, and and then you become oblivious to them, and then you get whack right in the neck, rodent of unusual size. As my uh, arbitration professor in college would say, and then you'd come home with a big M sweatshirt and get a gung right in the neck, and because just out of nowhere, bang, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, why am I getting a divorce? Oh, why is my business burning to the ground? Oh, why have I not done anything for myself on the creation side in five, six years? It's because you just got you get nice and calm, warm blanket of okay, and so the understory can be two places at once. And the solution is, is that you obviously you can't change your commerce consciousness within commerce. You're going to, you're going to run out into the internet and you're going to be like, I'm going to buy a course or I'm going to get a coach or I'm going to buy some books, some codex, right? Some magical codex that's going to fix everything for me. And if you're doing that in the area of wealth slash commerce, you're just going to fuck yourself up. You're going to create a, you're going to create a rabbit hole that's going to send you even deeper into the understory. And you're not going to know it because you're going to be getting growth. You're going to be in the growth trap of experiencing, oh, I'm learning. I'm learning from my course. And then you're going to be like I was in the middle of a course learning about Google Tag Manager being like, what the fuck am I doing learning about Google Tag Manager? I'll take a sip of my coffee really quick. Mm. Delicious hazelnut Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So what's the answer? Well, I want you. what I want you to do is before we get to the answer, I want you to think about where you could be. What if you could be in a place where there was, you weren't in the understory, but you didn't live there because that's basically where you live now. You're either in the understory of okay or you're in the understory against your will of chaos. But let's say that you're not there. Let's say that there's a clearing that you build and the clearing, everyone's clearing is different. You get to build it exactly how you want it. The only thing is that there's sunlight in it, that it's totally safe, that there are, there are boundaries that are around it so that the bandits and monsters don't come in there and that you basically can enter it and exit it at will whenever you want. So you are recharged when you're there to go back into the understory to discover the boons and bring them back and implement them. And from that place, you feel like you have a place to stand you have a feel like you have a place to make decisions confidently. You feel like you're not going to fall victim to expert elite marketing. And you know where you stand with your wife. If you have kids, you know where you stand with your kids. And that relationships get stronger and stronger. You have a little project that you do that's in the center of the clearing. That's a little art project that's just for you. That's a legacy project. And you decide what that is. It might be a book or it might be, it might be a recording of a 
of a like a one man show. It might be um, it might be a, a, a talisman or something that you discovered when you were going on a plant growth experience in the woods, and it's just a place that's yours and that nobody else gets to get in there. It's just for you. But from that place, you can discover things outside of your commerce consciousness. You can discover things outside of your connections commerce, and you can discover things outside of your creations commerce so that you never get into a rut about anything. And there's one, there's only, you only need to learn one tactic and one, actually I should say, you only need to learn one strategy and a couple tactics that are never change and don't dull. It's like if you have a big hatchet you're going to cut a tree down with and you got to sharpen it every single time because it gets dull after use, these never have to be sharpened. Never bought new, never traded. And once you know them, you know them. And the strategy is from the side learning. And one of the tactics is a floating time block. And that's it. It's that you can get exponential growth by looking for commerce lessons in your connections. You can get you can get in your business. You can get massive improvement in your relationships by looking for connections, lessons in your commerce and creations. You can get massive personal growth in your creations projects, but you have support. You have a, a connections, a wife and kids that support it, and a business that supports your creations. And all of these things come together to give you explosive, explosive growth, fast. And you can have that growth with confidence and it allows you to know what's the one most next leverageable skill. And then you go seek out the people who are teaching that skill. You're not victim to the marketing that they sent to you. But the place never changes. The, the exterior and the, the, what makes up a clearing doesn't change for you. It's just a place of calm and peace that you can make decisions and not be moved off of. The interior changes all the time. You may decide, I'm gonna do something else in creation. So I'm gonna do something else different in, in my commerce. I'm gonna do something else different in my connections. But the strategy and the tactics remain the same. You don't have to learn it once. And then it's just all about reps and you get better and better and better. And then you become a master at dancing between all three of the frameworks. And you can go into the understory whenever you want, which is on one side of the clearing, to go for lessons, to go into the dark, and then you can go into plan growth experience on the other side of the clearing, which is like, all right, I'm going to go do this. Something that will give you joy. Something that will give you growth. And that's something that you'll do on purpose, not to shake it up, not as a grand gesture. I always think about like, I'm going to move to Nashville, right? Like, I don't know why Nashville is, is the city I always pick where I was like, if I was going to mix it up, I, I don't know one single person in Nashville, but if I wanted to mix it up, right? Like, I'd be like, let's move to Nashville, right? Because Virginia Beach was not a let's move to Nashville. Virginia Beach was, all right, let's move to this place on purpose for these reasons. And it's new to me, but not new to my wife. And so we definitely didn't move here as a shakeup move. We moved here because it, it checked a lot of boxes for us that allowed me and her to feel really good about just about our kids' lives and our lives and moving forward. And it wasn't easy. And if you think about it, that move should tell you that you can make leaps totally out of your comfort zone. I had to shut down, I had to shut down my entire business. My the legal business, the criminal defense business I had required me to be everywhere in person. 
Every day I drove to court. That was my business. Every day I drove to a different court in the Southern California, in the Southern California, in Southern California, every day, physically. I had done that for tw- of the 20 years that I had been an attorney, like 18 years of that, it was, there was only two years out of the 18 I was not going to court every day. And that business, um, I was still doing criminal law where I was um, directing other people all over the country, right? So, but I hadn't been in that business in like eight years. So I had to shut down a completely one type of business and effectively invent a whole new business from scratch and then go into a whole new practice area, like completely new. One of the reasons why I can do that, one of them truthfully is um, my nature, right? I'm a quick starter, not super risk averse. Like I have the capacity to do it, but I'll tell you, it still took more courage than just my natural tendencies gave me. But I did know and I was confident that I would learn the lessons that I needed to from learning from the side and that they would hold me fast and that I would discover things to get us where we needed to go. And I did. I did. And I continue to do so. And I continue to dial it in. And when I get stuck in one area, if I get stuck in commerce, I, I don't keep digging in commerce trying to dig a well that's never going to give me what I need. I flip over to connect to connections. And I've solved things in my family. And those uh, the answer always comes. There's always inspiration from my family. And if I'm not getting inspiration, at least I'm investing in them. And then I have the support, at least that they'll hang on with me longer. You think your business is going to fix everything for you. You think there's a magic course or talisman or codex or something out there that's going to fix it for you. And it's not. You're trapped. You're trapped by your commerce consciousness. And you're not smart enough to figure it out, to think your way out of the box. No one is. Nobody is. The smartest person, Albert Einstein is the, like the smartest person ever. And he's like, you can't, the consciousness that's fixed, that created the problem can't solve it. And the secondary problem is maybe there are other people that have a consciousness, right? Maybe there are other people that could tell you what to do, but then they own it and you don't. If you don't discover something, you don't own it. If I tell you something, I own it. So that when things get hard, you, you'll just blame me. You're like, oh, wait, doesn't, and then you'll quit. But when you own it and you decide to do it, and you figure out what it is that you're doing and you're like, this is the path I'm going to make my place. And this is how I'm going to make it. When things get tough, you're like, fuck you life. I'm going to make this happen. And then when you have your connections come in and be like, we support you. We believe in you. We love you because you've been taking care of your business and you've been cleared all the entanglements here. And we're like, there's nothing we, there's nothing that we have right now that we can point to that you haven't handled. Then that gives you more strength to have the courage to do something completely different and not just to mix it up, but on paper and on purpose and have a reason for it. Now, are you going to be right every time? Hell no. But you'll get better at it as you get reps. And then all you have to do is have 51% of your decisions be, be good, be right, and have a positive net effect, and then you'll be able to dig out of your hole. But you subconsciously know you're trapped. You know what I'm telling you is true. Do you know how I know you're telling that I know it's true? Is you're fighting me on it right now? You're like, wait, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And five years from now, you're gonna be the exact same place you are now. It might look a little bit better, even if it looks a lot better externally. Internally, you'll be in the same place. And then imposter syndrome starts to like rise, raise its head, and then you're gonna have some serious problems. Because if you don't, 
if you don't have a frame internal framework that you own about how you achieve things and how you accomplish things and you have a process that you can take credit for and own yourself then you will outperform your internal beliefs and then you'll sabotage yourself but if you have a process that you have established to do it for yourself on paper and purpose, and then when you outperform your expectations, you're like, wow, this is a process. It's great. And you won't sabotage it. You'll just be grateful. You're like, this is amazing. And I did it with the help of the universe, not Wade. The understory lawyer just has a framework. It's just it's talking about something that's been talked about since the beginning of time. King Arthur Legends talks about the Knights of the Round Table. When they were going to go and look for the, the Holy Grail, they would go into the part of the forest that scares them the most. It's scary to think, wait, you were telling me that I'm going to learn business and my connections? Yes. Yes, I am. And I'm not the only person in the marketplace that has this message. But I may be the only person that has this message that you resonate with the voice with. With my voice. And how I relate. And how I, my experience and what I'm trying to do and my family and my planned growth experience about camping and just the adventure of learning about Virginia Beach and what I'm doing and hearing about everything. It just resonates with you. That's that's great. I'm not telling you anything I'm doing is original. I just have an original voice, a unique voice, I should say, and a unique way to present it that lets you hear it or at least hear it enough to fight it. That's saying something. But I'm telling you, there's a place you don't have to fight, and it's a clearing. There are no bandits and monsters there. I fought bandits and monsters in the understory for 40 years of my life, I'm 47, ever since I was seven years old, just been in complete chaos internally. And I didn't, I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to operate in the world. I felt like I was the dumbest person in the whole world. And no matter what, I, I gave all my power away all the time. And the reason was, is I just had a fundamental misunderstanding of the understory and what it was. I had a fundamental misunderstanding is that I could not outthink my way out of whatever the issue was. And I kept trying to do the same thing over and over again. And it's because I didn't know how to expand my consciousness on those three different levels. I don't talk a lot about, about like physical fitness and stuff like that because it's not, I'm not an expert in it and I don't feel, I, I, I don't, one, I don't, I have thoughts on it. I talk about sort of, I've been losing weight, but I can tell you this is that my ability to get coaching in my, the physical part of my body and have something I'm accountable to is a direct result of the work that I've done in my commerce, my connections and my creations. And so the framework that I gave you are not the only three things, obviously, are buckets in your life, but those are the buckets of your process, and then those will spin off into positive, positive results from other areas of your life. I don't talk a lot about. There are some. There are some issues like with spirituality that I, that I do will go into when we start talking about creations a little bit, but that's that's a you thing. So I'm not. I'm a spiritual person in a certain sense, but it's not my calling. It's not my calling to to guide people spiritually. Now you will have, you may have spiritual experiences on the creation side of what I do. If you do a plan growth experience with me and we, we run off into the woods together and we, you know, do something you've never done before, or, or, you know, I help you do a one man show or even just a one man monologue at a dinner party or whatever we decide that we're going to do. You may have a, a spiritual experience with that. But here's the thing about spiritual experiences is they're fleeting. Like I've had some really freaky in a good way, like really intense spiritual experiences in my life. But you always risk like the tide coming back. You always recede. Those always recede in their power because you can't, otherwise you would not be able to function. It, it's, I think one reason, like I believe in God, but I think one reason why you don't get to see God in the lifetime is because if you saw God and could conceive of him, her, it, whatever, you just wouldn't be able to function anymore. 
it would actually it would actually be a disservice to you to god for god to show themselves like just show themselves right now i think there's hints everywhere i think there's you know we live in a, in a universe of choice and you can choose to interpret those things as the presence of god or you can choose to interpret them as just random i don't and i choose uh i choose to believe those things um like god is indirect from the side but you know that's the spiritual the spirituality thing is fleeting right like it just doesn't those experiences are great but they they always recede like the tide and you're back to just being life again and so i'm not it's not really my calling to do those things but if commerce creations and connections or commerce connections and creations the first thing that we do is we we get your connections in place that will give you some methods to improve your your um your commerce and then we hit something creative and then those three things start to work in concert with each other to where you're able to present your creative endeavors and when i talk creative it's not even talking like you don't necessarily have to paint something you're like i'm not a creative person you are because you're an entrepreneur but you may not have to create a piece of art but we'll create an experience for you and you'll pick an experience for yourself that you can then justify to your wife because you're like look one of the reasons why the business is kicking ass and one of the reasons why our relationship is kicking ass is because of this framework and part of this framework is this so please support me. And that's a much easier sell that way than it is just being like, I'm moving to Nashville, like whatever, right? There's gotta be a fucking process in place because you're not the only human being in the universe. So you are trapped in the understory if you know it or not, especially in your commerce, especially in your commerce. And what that means is that you can be taken advantage of by elite marketers, which I clearly am not. This is 112th episode of this podcast and uh, it's not been the smoothest of messaging, right? So um, I'm a little socially awkward. I make people a little awkward sometimes socially. I uh, I curse. I tell stories that aren't very flattering of myself. I, some of the things make me sound like a complete fucking idiot. You're like, oh yes, this is the lawyer I want helping me with my with my various legal services uh, that I never talk about. Uh, so yeah, I'm not I'm not the I'm not the marketing genius that uh, that you experience in the marketplace. But I am trying to tell you what I have what I have learned to be true and what I have earned through going into the understory, not knowing what it was, fighting the bandits and monsters, and then doing it on purpose and deciding with courage given to me by a process to make my place. And I do have a clearing. It's not very big right now, but I do have a place to stand. I do have a place to resist elite level marketing. I do have a place to make decisions and make mistakes and not feel relentlessly judged by the world about them. And my wife and my kids love and support me right now. Notice I say right now, it's something that needs to be earned every day and invested in every day. And I've sucked at that too. But my hope for you is, is that I don't want you to have the same life in your commerce and your connections and your creations a year from now that you have today. Because there is, there is a, a giant amount of joy and pleasure and fun and growth and pain and just feelings out there. Because one thing that the understory does do to you is it numbs you over time. It just, just punishes you with numbness. And that is not fun for anyone. So what I want you to do is I want you to take out your Ranger Field Journal. If you don't have a Ranger Field Journal, what I want you to do is take out uh, a regular journal. If you don't have a regular journal, for the love of God, Go buy yourself a journal. But for the moment, take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And I want you just to write down the words commerce, connections, 
and creations. That is the framework that you can use to escape the rodents of unusual size in the fire swamp. And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.